Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Oh, this is going to go well this morning. I can tell already what a start this is. Good morning, everybody. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Max, and I'm glad to be back with the guys. How Welcome we back, Hahn. How we doing, Jay? How we doing, Key? How's Hello, LA, how Key? How are you? LA, man, I just got here. That's what I'm asking you, how LA is doing. Why is being so abrasive? It's 6 a.m. Well, it's 3 a.m. Here. here. That's why. It's wonderful. Don't you worry about how it is. You stay over there. <laughs> it, is, it is magnificent. <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> magnificent. But you know what? Uh, uh, if we get into. Hey, and even better, yes. the Dodgers, right? I mean, like, that's even better. Too soon, man. Why Just don't we talk? You really don't want to talk about soon. the Astros this morning or about Tampa Bay? You don't no. want to talk about them? No, I really. I mean, we got to talk about them at some point in time throughout this show, I'm sure. But in the end, come on, OJ. And when you're talking about L.A., all we care about is what's going on in Big Blue. You know, the Rams took care of business last night. I'm not a Ram fan, but people that are Rams fans in L.A. certainly watched that game. I watched it. You watched it. Han watched it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and then you talk about the Lakers in preseason. Preseason basketball means nothing, obviously. <laughs> um, so we, we're going to be all right. We'll be we'll be fine. Preseason basketball means nothing well, when you don't win. Well, this is also what happens on our show when – yeah, I get excited about a highlight cue of like, it's preseason, no one cares. I'm like, but I care. Yeah. I'm a hooper. Yeah, it matters. Yes, thank you. And right. you care. I, I completely understand that. What I don't care, though, is to talk about the Astros doing anything positive or anything that's going on in the American League at this point. We could talk about the Rays because they beat the Red Sox. But I, I am interested to see what the Dodgers do against the Giants in a historic now matchup in the first round. We'll, in, in the division series, we will have Buster only to join us later on this hour to discuss all things baseball. But as Key mentioned... There was a football game last night. It was week five began in the NFL. And then we had a good Thursday night matchup after a couple of not-so-great ones. And, you know, it, it turns out the NFC West, which we thought was going to be the best division in the sport, we're starting to see some separation all of a sudden and some question marks about a team that, you know, has been a dominant team for the most part with a great quarterback. Uh-oh, Key, they're coming for Is you. Is that what, – what are you doing, Key? <laughs> What is God? that's the studio, man? Every now and then, every now and then they they test the. Uh, I think they're testing like. And why not the, at three o'clock the in the morning? Fire deal here at LAPC, and this always happens whether you're in this building or you're in the actual radio building because I'm in the television radio building, and it all like literally when I was here for seven ten ESPN. Like, literally, in, in, would go on for hours. I mean, in their defense, I don't think they expected anyone in the building doing a radio show at 3 a.m. Like, no, no. I, this is yeah. probably an ideal time for them to be testing it out. Exactly. And, but it's fitting, though, guys, if you think about it. And let's make this straight talk part by straight talk wireless because maybe the alarm should be sounding in Seattle. See look at that. Look at that segue. There? You're well welcome. Done. Because oh, not, only did the Se- not only did the Seahawks <laughs> lose last night to a division opponent, but they might have lost Russell Wilson. We shall find out the extent of the injury to his finger, but he did knock him out of the game. Geno Smith came in to finish it, did get a touchdown, but the Seahawks lose. They lose Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Do we want to hear, though, do, you know what, Key, before we listen and hear what Pete Carroll said, you're really good at this. <laughs> if, if Pete Carroll... New. If you're Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson just got injured, was knocked out of the game, what would you say to the media? If they asked me a question about how Russell's doing mm-hmm. or why he didn't go back in or something like that, I probably would. I probably would start off by here. Ask me. Let me. Let me get you to tee me up. Okay. Um, all right. So Russell Wilson left the game. Looked like a finger injury. Uh, what's the status? 
Well, I think Russ, you know, the thing we know about Russ is he's going to always fight to come back. You know, he really wanted to be out there with his teammates. He he didn't come back out in the second half, and, and uh, we thought it was just a little finger deal, but it turned out to be something maybe a little more serious. He couldn't grip it, but I tell you, you know, if I know anything about Russ, he's certainly getting ready to come back, and I wouldn't rule him out of anything. Um, you know, it was it was hard to see his teammates not be out there battling with him, and, and uh, you know, Russ is certainly – a guy that, that loves to play this game. And, and you can see he was helping us out on the sideline and just doing everything capable to, to make sure that his teammates were trying to get this victory for us. And, and Russ is, is uh, he's just good. I'm, I, you know, I don't know. I don't have enough good things to say about Russ. <laughs> You're thinking I, of everyone I, I, love, I love when Key does, does this because Key can talk for five and a half minutes and not say one say damn nothing. thing. No, he's the best. Say guy. one damn thing. Yeah, just talk you in circles and be like, "Wow, that was very thorough." But that's the whole. That's we're gonna get to Matt Nagy and all the, because that's what that's exactly what you should do when you're at the podium. Ta- say nothing, talk a lot, say, <laughs> say nothing. nothing. But on this show, of course, you want to say a lot of things, and you guys usually do. All right, so let's now hear from the actual Pete Carroll on the injury to Russell Wilson. This is a significant night because Russell wasn't able to finish the uh, the second half. Um, he's got a badly sprained finger that, that yeah. you know, we need to figure out. Yeah, um, sounds about right. Work to be done in, in, in assessing all of that. Uh, Russell's one of the great healers uh, in, 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 of all time, and and he'll do whatever he can to get back as soon as absolutely possible. He the is great, a healer, the great healer of all time, That's Russell Wilson, the healer. Key, whenever we do that segment, we have to we have to we have to clip that little piece off. He's one of the greatest healers of all time. He's a well, I think healer. I think what My he's God. saying though, in in fair, you know, tongue in cheek, whatever we're doing, we have fun with it. But I think what he's saying is Russell, if if I can interpret coach speak, I think what he's saying is Russell comes back fast, he heals fast. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you think he's out, and the next thing you know he's practicing and he's playing in a game. I think that's what he's saying, Han. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's talking about the fact that he does also play through a lot of stuff, that he is yeah. tough. He wants to make that point. But it is also, again, 149 consecutive starts. It's the longest by an active quarterback, and that we'll see in jeopardy. Of course, they do have the long week now, the mini bye. We'll find out if he's available to play in Pittsburgh against the Steelers on October 17th but you know just not a, not Russell Wilson alone but that whole team I mean that's a legion with no boom that defense zero boom I mean uh, 50 it's... 450 plus total yards in four straight games this is not the Seattle that we we used to know well also I mean they got no pressure they have one sack so it seemed like Matthew Stafford can sit in the pocket and just pick you apart literally he didn't didn't play well in the first half but Stafford played Exceptionally well in the second you half. Play calling in the first half. And, and then here, here's the one thing. You know that the Rams are a pass-first team. One of the things we talked about them earlier in the season, no cam makers, how much that would hurt them. But when you look at what they did on the ground last night, I mean, it, it, that's 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 the question you have for Seattle. They can beat you up on the ground. The Rams beat them up on the ground, and there's no pass rush. So Stafford could just stand there in the pocket and take his time. Yeah, it, it, and I know a lot of people is concerned about the Rams – ability to run the football, but Sonny Michel is not chopped liver. And I think when you look at him, he's a pro. He's a guy who's been in this league. He understands the position. And within this Rams offense, and it's a pretty pretty dynamic offense all the way around when they start cooking because you have to account for Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And now mm-hmm. they add Deshaun Jackson to the mix. And Von Jefferson is coming along pretty good for a young receiver. So with a 
productive quarterback like Matthew Stafford, I mean, early on in the game, Matthew Stafford was struggling a little bit, made you think, oh, okay, well, maybe it's not what it is. And then mm. he caught fire. Things started to kind of go their way a little bit. Things turned. I think this game would have been a little bit different had Russell Wilson finished, although Geno Smith played like a, a, a Geno Smith that the Jets thought they were getting once upon a time. You didn't need to go there. Now, you know, they're off yeah, of the, why, why you got to go there? Yeah, a lot of, we're going to get a lot of that today. Lot of I have quarterbacks a quarterback just playing exceptionally well when well, they're not in you know, uniform. Honestly, my, my immediate thought when I woke up this morning was, man, Seahawks-Panthers is going to be a great NFC Championship game with Sam Darnold Don't. against Geno just, Smith. I, I didn't come here for this, okay? I did not come here for that kind of talk about the Jets. We go to London on Sunday morning, baby. I'm looking forward to brunch. With the Jets, but you know what? Again, are oh, you going to London? Well, the well, the Jets are going. <laughs> the to Jets London. are going. Yeah, Allen's not going to London. No, no, I I can't go to London, but I would if I could, Key, because I am a fan of the team. Um, on the Rams side of things, it's interesting that offense we talked about just quickly here because you know McVay's got to figure out how to keep everybody happy, and Cooper Cup gets targeted a ton, mm-hmm. and then of course Deshaun speaks up. Now he gets some targets, and then it's Robert Woods who says, "Hey, don't forget about me." And then he started; to, he had himself a big game. So maybe that Rams offense still trying to figure things out with those weapons and their new quarterback. But in the NFC West, we did talk about how this could be a really good division. So the question we have for you at eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six on the Dr Pepper call in line. Is for this division and all, really the whole league, which NFL team's future stock is rising and which one is falling? We have it up also uh, on the Twitter feed. But the question is for just the NFC West. Future stock on these teams, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Niners, and the Seahawks. I'm selling on the Seahawks right now. The others, though, you probably still want to buy. We'll discuss that certainly and more. That was Straight Talk, watched by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract. No compromise. So we'll continue on that conversation. We'll do the buying the futures throughout the NFL on the different teams. But Coach Speak, let's get back to that because Super Bowl winning coaches know how to handle it. And then there's Coach Speak from someone who's literally coaching for his job. And when you see him at the podium, it gets awkward. And you wonder, why do you keep on talking? We got to discuss that. I've got some advice. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Making the decision to move with Justin as a starter. I don't know what changed the last 48 hours to make Matt Nagy come to the determination that Justin Fields is now going to be the starter. I don't know if it's better for Matt Nagy for this thing to blow up or if you think it's better for him for Justin Fields to be good. 
right, guys. So I know I'm just, you know, I'm just Johnny backup today. I know I'm just filling in. Stop. I feel comfortable with with you guys, and I and I've, you know, obviously don't feel too comfortable. Very much consume the show on a daily basis. So I know you guys have talked ad nauseum about the Justin Fields situation in Chicago, and you know how everyone is just saying that just start the guy, right? And and yet Matt Nagy has pushed and pushed and pushed, and then suddenly had an epiphany, a revelation, and of course. It came to him and only him, and he made that decision, as he'll always let us know, that he is the final say guy. I, I just have to say this. Key, you're so good at being able to give us the coach speak, how a coach would say something. It, it's a lot of fun to do it because you're really good at that ramble where it's I'm saying a lot, but I'm saying nothing. And, and I feel like if anyone needs some consulting on this, it would be Matt Nagy. So let's make this less about Justin Fields and more about the coach because I know Dan Olaski has said – uh, he should be fired like immediately and all that stuff. I just feel like the guy, you could question decisions that are made by him either during a game or those now made by others. But I feel like one way to judge somebody and whether or not they are a really good head coach is just basically your podium presence. Because what I say as somebody that was in the media as a reporter for 20 years is if you aren't like if you can't command our room, how are you commanding your room, Jay, and, and your room, Key? Like, you're a player. You look at a coach, and he's, he's talking to the room. I imagine a lot of you guys are, like, the same way we are. Like, okay. Like, you're not speaking with conviction. You're trying too hard to explain yourself all the time. Let's, let's listen to some examples of the past week of Matt Nagy and just how the flip-flopping and also the reminding you of how important he still is to the process, that's what tells me I would question whether or not he should be the head coach of this franchise. Let's begin with just – Post game, after a win, and Justin Fields plays and plays well, and Bill Lazor was the play caller. They let the offense coordinator take over the play calling, and Matt Nagy explained how that process went. And don't forget, I'm still the CEO. In regards to the play calling, uh, Bill did a great job, you know, and and I think that uh, you know at the same point in time, it's important that we understand that. Uh, I had to be, I, I felt good out there as a head coach, and that's real. We all get together. We talk through how we're going to call the game. I get a, a great opportunity to say, yes, I like this, or no, I don't, as the head coach, right, in charge of all that. that that's real. Whatever I need to do to try to be the best head coach for the Chicago Bears, whatever that is, I, I don't care. I just want us to have the best opportunity to win. A lot of me and I in that whole thing, while trying in a question that was to give credit to the job that someone else on his staff did in that game. Do you guys see that? I mean, I, I understand. I see what you're talking about. And this is where I tend to get into trouble with people because it sounds as though I'm protecting the head coach and Matt Nagy, but Matt Nagy is a hundred percent correct and right in terms of the buck stops with him. When, when you are on the sidelines, and a lot of people, offensive coordinators, right, and defensive coordinators, but in particular, offensive coordinators, they don't have the final say all the time. And so asking a head coach, hey, you know, it's third and five, what do you think? And then the head coach saying, give me your best, give me your best run here, that's essentially – him still calling the plays because they game plan together. And when they game plan together, they go through the script and they say, here's what we want on third. Here's what we want on second and long. Here's what we want on first and 10. And they kind of put the package together as a unit. 
I the understand. offensive coordinator doesn't do it all by itself. But what, I understand what, that. what he wants to do is he wants to let you know that I'm still the head coach and the buck stops with me. So don't think just because we had a decent game on offense, I didn't have any input. Yeah, I, I get that part. I think the point I'm making, though, is, is a lot of us really do know that that's how the process works. You didn't need to say it. All right, let's just listen to these back-to-back because this now goes beyond the play calling. This is now just decision-making of who plays and who doesn't. So back-to-back, this is Nagy from Monday and then from Wednesday. Listen to these. Like we said this whole time, you know, um, when Andy's healthy, right, when he's healthy, he's our starter. He's the one. Justin's the two. Nick's the three. So what's been great about this, you know, the last couple weeks is Justin's had the opportunity to to play and get significant steps, and he's grown from it. So now we just got to see, like, where where is Andy's health at? Um, honestly, the, the next two days will, will be revealing to us. And then once, once that happens and we get a feel for where he is, then we as coaches decide, okay, hey, where are we at right now? How do we feel he is percentage-wise, Andy, to be able to, to, uh, to go into that game as the starter? All right, the suggestion is he should be the starter. Two days later, he says this. I've always said from the beginning to everybody in here, to our players, coaches, to, 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 to you all when you all ask, is that um, we'll know, and um, he's done everything to, to show us that he's ready for this opportunity. Now, that would be he, Justin Fields. So suddenly we go from the process of Andy Dalton being healthy and he'll be the starter to Justin Fields is our starter now and it's time. I'm a firm believer that Matt Nagy is not a master plotter. You know, everybody's like, oh, this is exactly the well, way he very wanted to clear. set up. It's very him clear. Him getting not. his job and extension and, you know, Justin Fields has always been a safety blanket. Well, my thing is listening to him. It, there is a legitimate concern that for me, they promised Andy Dalton QB1 throughout the summer. And he wanted to keep to that promise. And all that back and forth, it, it just, like that wouldn't give me supreme confidence in my coach hearing him go back and forth, wavering like that, it feels like somebody from the top down said, mm-hmm. we're not playing around with this anymore. You're going to start Justin Fields moving forward. Let's start in that direction. Keith? See, I don't think he said anything different. He just used different words and set it up different. But it came out the same meaning to me. I don't see anything different. Because the first thing that he said was, they're going to evaluate Andy Dalton. They're going to see where he's at. One, two, and three quarterbacks. And in the end, they're going to make a decision as a staff on whether Andy Dalton can be the guy moving forward. And then he comes back the next day and he says, hey, they looked at everything with Justin Fields. He's done a tremendous job. That's the same thing. They're evaluating the situation. So I don't really see what he did that was any different. I felt like it's – the flip-flopping that's going on publicly. Whatever happens behind the scenes is one thing, but I just feel like, again, face of the franchise kind of stuff, you got to command that podium. It just it never seemed like he was he was consistent with his messaging, and it felt like he was trying to over-explain things, which I just feel like adds to you wondering if they know what they're doing there. That's basically it. Yeah, All but right. see, Allen, in, in the room, the players know. They know. They're not – they're not – we on the outside – are getting mixed signals and mixed messages and all that. But the actual players, oh, they know. We shall see. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at KJ and Max, which team 
which NFL teams future stock is rising and which one is falling. You can be part of KJM Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call in line 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So how is the most replaceable guy in the NFL on a team? The quarterback of a team who helped a franchise snap the longest playoff drought in football. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Hey, uh... (laughs) So, it's been a... Delayed phrasing. You're talking about AFC North. We're going through all the different divisions. And we are talking about buying and selling uh, futures on NFL teams. which Which stock's rising, which is falling. So everyone uh, in the AFC North is riding off Big Ben. Baker Mayfield is now playing with a, uh, a torn labrum in his left shoulder, non-throwing, but still dealing with that. Key, how does, how does this injury impact Baker? It's not the throwing arm, but it's got to still be impactful, no? Yeah, it, it, it seems that way, right? It, it, he's had a couple games where he's missed some targets, and, and it seemed like some easier throws that – Earlier in the year, he would have made, or late last year, he would have made. So it has to have some some effect on his his ability to be able to deliver the football in sync. Now, you know, you you can make the excuse that's why he's played that way. I don't know. I think it, I think he'll be okay. Um, if he's playing, it may not be all that serious because he's playing. Um, mm-hmm. There's no surgery that's being done. They're not taking him out of the lineup. So we'll see against the Chargers what happens. They said this happened in the game against the Texans, which was their second game of the year, right? right. So they they played two games thus since. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously a lot of talk the other day about him not having the chemistry with OBJ, uh, really throwing the ball behind o- o- Odell and staring at Odell instead of going through his progressions. I think that's an interesting narrative to follow through. But it, look, I, I don't – could you replace – Baker Mayfield with a guy like Matt Ryan, and could they be better? Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting you yes. say that. So, as you guys know, there's a terrific Replacing show. with Matt Ryan. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's really serviceable quarterbacks. Right. Like, you know, can the other- idea is, 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 you're right, is, is how important Baker is, and are there other people that you could replace him with? And why I say that is because Bart Scott, you guys know we have a show, Bart and Hot. Yes, right? heard Every of it day, before. Starts at noon Eastern right here on ESPN Radio. So he was on Get Up. And he said this about Baker Mayfield, which caught a lot of people's attention. 
Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers on a squad like this? Ooh. I mean, you upgrade that position just a little bit, and they become the prohibited favorite for the Super Bowl. This team has two of everything, two tight ends, two great receivers, like two great tackles, the best offense line of the game, two great running backs. I mean, what else can a guy need or ask for? He should be playing at a high level. And listen, I disagree totally with Dan Orlovsky. Like, it's not, a, it's not an Odell problem. It's a Baker Mayfield skill problem. Because when I look at those three plays, I see Odell Beckham looking about to make a reservation for six in the end zone, about to hit his head on the goalpost. So I don't know what Dan's talking about, but this is a guy that's wide open. You throw to the good players. Listen, he's limited his ability. It's always been the case. And if you could redo that draft all over with, how many people would pick Baker Mayfield first? Wow. He says that. He says Baker Mayfield's the most replaceable guy in the NFL. Do we agree or disagree, guys? I agree with 90% of what Bart just said. Um, when you let, – let's just – Let's start where he stopped. Is he replaceable? Yeah. He could, you, you, could, you could argue that another quarterback on another team could come to Cleveland and they'll be in the same position or better. You could argue that. I could take, I could take a, many of those middle-tier quarterbacks that, that nine to – 17 QB, and they will be in the same position, if not better. Then when you talk about missing guys, he has an injury. It's going to happen. He's still a damn good quarterback. You know, uh, if you think about it, the only team that probably would have taken Baker Mayfield number one overall, and I'm not talking about based on where Lamar and Josh Allen and Sam Darnold's playing today. We're talking about when the draft came out. At the out. time, yes. At the time. Cleveland would have been the only team that would have taken him number one overall. And that was a John Dorsey, shut my door. I'm not listening to anybody tell me as a general manager who the hell to take. I'm just I'm, – I'm giving you facts, Yeah, Han. I, 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 I'm facts. with you. No, I was all over. I covered that draft. I was all over that draft, and that's exactly right. John Dorsey was the, you know, Baker Mayfield no matter what in that draft, in a quarterback draft that was – compelling but you're right in hindsight you can say easily oh Lamar Jackson MVP Josh Allen a future MVP but at the time we forget where Josh Allen was coming from Wyoming who was watching them play you had no idea what but, he was going to be Allen, and there were questions about Lamar Jackson could he be a pocket passer could he be a quarterback in the NFL some people there, didn't believe it there were people on that staff that I know personally that told me at a workout that I was at of a quarterback that they wouldn't touch Baker Mayfield, but it's not their decision that Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Sam Darnold was graded one, two, three on his board. He turned it in and they decided to go with Baker Mayfield. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it, except other people wouldn't have did it. That's it. In the organization but you're saying? Other people wouldn't have did it, and other coaches wouldn't have did it. That was if if a coach was in Cleveland and had power, they wouldn't have did it. John Dorsey's the only person that did it, and he's done fine. They overdrafted him. There's nothing wrong with it. They just overdrafted. Yeah, by the way, and the Browns, the Browns know this though, which is why they haven't offered him a contract extension yet. Right? That's a big decision, isn't like, it? Like they they know that they're sitting there watching, saying, "Okay, regardless of whether he has a torn labrum or not, mm -hmm. like this is the year where we get a chance to find out about Baker Mayfield." 
He finished the second half of last year at an extremely high clip. He was efficient, a lot of hype in the offseason. Now we get a chance to find out where Baker Mayfield actually lines up as it relates to quarterbacks in the league. Is it worth Yeah, but it's tough. Sorry, it's just, tough. Yeah. It's tough to let the number one overall pick walk out the door. Yeah, but are you going to let just, him go? I mean, especially what kind of money does he want to warrant, though, Key? But especially for a franchise that has been – and that's my that'll be my argument. That'll be my pushback. You're a franchise that has waited 20 years to, to find, find one someone. Guy. You exactly. have a guy who at least – you know is capable. Is he going to yeah. be a superstar? Maybe not, but at least he's capable. Do you want to go back into the pool of franchises that are still searching when you, you do have a guy that can at least get the job done? That's when you ask, is it worth it to you in your situation versus is that contract – is like you know when we talk about market value? Sometimes market value is one thing at your position – but how about for your specific franchise, his value is higher than it would be for other teams. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. But let me ask you, actors, I like to call you because you got the actor look, you know, the California actor look, the blue eyes, the hair, you know, the little square chin deal going. Would you, is he better than Kirk Cousins? Yeah, uh, no. No. Not not, this year. He's not better than Kirk Cousins. Not this year. Kirk Cousins has shown you at least – he's demonstrated statistically that he is a really good quarterback. I just don't know if he's a leader that you want at that position. But he's statistically better. And the reason I ask you that is because Kevin Stefanski had great success in Minnesota coaching Kirk Cousins, which allowed him to get this job as a Cleveland Browns head coach. Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, is as, as every bit as good in this system, in this offense, as Kirk Cousins. And you see what they're paying Kirk Cousins. So when Jay speaks to a contract situation, <laughs> you see what they're paying him. So he's going to get paid. They're not letting him walk out the door. He just won't be a $60 million a year quarterback. Mm. That's all. Well, you also will be waiting to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. You'll just be waiting. You'll be keeping your ear to the street on what happens. I do not see him playing for. Well, I mean, regardless, sounds, of, regardless whether you do or not, going to be attached to many teams. Exactly, I, I hear you. That's what, but regardless of whatever you say, if you don't think it can happen or not, if you're Kevin Stefanski, you got to keep your ear to the street on Aaron. Rodgers. I can see, but it doesn't Pittsburgh, matter. Not Browns. Aaron Rodgers does not matter. I, although I would take Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't matter because of what they do, their style. That it, it, if if we were talking about a but, team that depended solely on the quarterback, then Aaron Rodgers fits, no question. But that's not what Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski's offense is. I completely understand that, but you still need a quarterback to make big plays down the stretch when it matters. And I'm not saying Baker can't do that, but I I know I jumped the gun on my Matt Ryan point earlier, but if you're looking at a situation, if it doesn't really pan out with Baker this year, and you're looking at Matt Ryan saying – how would Matt Ryan fit in with the Cleveland Browns? And the reason why you say that is because of the window, right, of, yes. of, for the Browns. What's their window with this team, with those running backs, with that defense? You know, how much time do they have and how much time can they wait to figure it out? Because the, everything else, you heard Bart say it, everything else about them screams, this is an elite team, but do they have an elite quarterback? Key, you wouldn't kick around the Matt Ryan idea if you, weren't, if you were unsure about Baker Mayfield this year, if they find a way to fizzle out early? You're not toying around with that? To some degree, are you just locking step with Baker Mayfield? Matt, Matt is good, and he deserves to be on a ready-made team to yes. go. Yes, yes. But not with a young quarterback. He needs to be on a team where a quarterback isn't good at all, and he's maybe older, a Pittsburgh Steeler type situation. Because 
What do you? Matt Ryan's not gonna play forever, man. Matt Ryan, your age, Jay. Matty Ice is gonna retire at some point. So you relieve yourself from a young prospect that's getting better each year in your system to go get Matty Ice or go get an older quarterback for one or two years, and then you're right back at the same situation that you had been at for the last 35 yeah, years. Yeah, but if that, if, that, if that leads to you winning a Super Bowl, look at Toronto. I mean, the but, Toronto Raptors like, all right, Kawhi, we'll take you for a year. We, we may not get back here. But basketball is so different than football when you're building a roster, man. You cannot afford to let a Baker Mayfield walk out when, when you have invested so much time energy, effort, and money into that position after how many years, Han? Like 17,000 million years? Feels like it. When was the last great quarterback they had? Like Brian Sipe or something? I'm not saying. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think Baker Mayfield can get it done. I do. Like, I'm a fan of Baker. I'm a fan of the Browns. All I'm saying is that if it doesn't pan out this year and his play continues to be subpar, you have to start looking at other options. I'm not saying you – Execute on those other options, but you're thinking about it, Key. Well, I'm thinking about. Look, you're always thinking about something to get. Of course, better. but does it mean that that's what you're going to do? I hear you. It's just not. You know, it's just not. Think about it. In baseball, we're always looking to get better. If Otani's out there for the Dodgers in a year from now, Jeez, we're going to sign. Stop him. putting that just out like there. Just like we trade for Mookie Betts. I'm just saying. No, but that part, that part though, that part I agree. The teams that are aggressive are going to make those moves, and that's certainly what you have to keep an eye on. But for this, for the Browns, this is going to be a story. And as Jay said, Jay brought it up, and you're absolutely right. They've got a huge decision. This is not just about is he good enough to help us win. This is also is he who we have to invest in the way you are investing in quarterbacks around the NFL. But despite the injury, the Browns are hoping Baker Mayfield can get in the zone against the Chargers this weekend. Get in the zone. Brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Speaking of the AFC North, you can tune into a football action Sunday. You got Big Ben and the Steelers. That's Teddy, Two Gloves, and the Broncos. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. By the way, how about we get to a historic playoff performance? Taylor's got a sign. Here comes a Rosarena, and he just stole home. Randy Arozarena steals home. Taylor is a lefty, had his back to him. And as soon as he came set, Arozarena took off and is in there in a head first slide. It is five to nothing. Mm. Them boys are good, man. Dan Schulman with the call, and the I mean, just the outstanding call, and what a weird building the Trop is. Just from the outside, it looks weird, but then playing in it also obviously looks weird. And Randy Rosarena added again in this postseason, becoming the first player to straight steal home in the playoffs since Jackie Robinson. We're talking about 50, 60 years ago. He also homered to become the first player to steal home and homer in a playoff game. So here's Kevin Cash on his young star's straight steal of home against the Red Sox. The steal of home, that was, you know, one of the cooler things I've seen on a baseball field. Um, he looks special player. He certainly gets up for the moment. He's proven that uh, day in and day out, and definitely when it's postseason time. 
You got to love the just the that's I'm going to say it like this. That's baseball coming from a Yankees fan where it's home runs or nothing. What a great time to bring in our good friend Buster only our ESPN baseball insider on the Goodyear hotline. Buster, good morning. Um, what did you make of what a Rosarena did yesterday? Uh, stealing home so aggressively and, you know, just adding a little more excitement into a game that they pretty much dominated. I totally agree with what Kevin Cash said. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen on a baseball field because of the incredible timing. Uh, you know, Rosarena had talked to Cash about it. He, he, he talked about how he felt like he, he had the opportunity, and the timing of it was absolutely perfect, where you could see Rosarena coming down the line, and it's not until the pitcher draws his hands up. That's when he breaks because the pitcher – he knows he's going to have to finish that one small motion, bring his hands up, and then he realizes that a Rosarain is going, and by that time it's over. And I love um, oh, it, it was. I love the timing of the play. And he, of course, being a lefty, got your back turned as well. But how about what Cash also revealed that Rosarain has been begging him to do this? He's saying Verde, 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 meaning give me the green light, and he finally did give him that in a playoff game of all things. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that, you know, what we saw from the Rays last night really demonstrates the breadth of why they're so dangerous. You know, because it's not only about the fact that they have great uh, pitching, the staff up and down. They're starting, you know, a rookie last night. He was dominant. They'll start a rookie tonight, Shane Boz. He's got unbelievable stuff. They have a great bullpen, but their lineup, it's not only about, you know, guys like Nelson Cruz that can hit home runs, it's about graded bats. It's about uh, putting the ball in play. They, they really are a remarkable team that uh, it seems to be coming together right at the right time. Buster, how would you compare this year's Rays team to the team that went to the World Series before? Jay, the biggest difference is the two guys in the middle of the lineup, or two of the guys in the top four, and that is Wander Franco, their incredible rookie, uh, who you know at age 20 has a skill set of a, a hitter who's been in the big leagues for 10 years. Hmm. With his knowledge of the strike zone, his ability to command the strike zone, um, and it, he's tremendous. And then you have Nelson Cruz, the old pro, in his 40s now, you know, adding power, adding experience. That makes that team very different with their lineup key. Uh, <laughs> over last year when the Dodgers beat them, it's a, it's a bigger challenge this year when you face the Rays. Rooting for Dusty Baker, as I should be, even though he's a uh, – Astros manager, but he's a Dodger at heart. Uh, what did you see the Astros do to shut down the White Sox last night, Buster? Well, Lance McCullers Jr. in the second half of the year was one of the best pitchers in baseball. A lot of experience. He's coming back from Tommy John surgery, and that all seems to be coming together. Um, you know, and their experience in the postseason manifested. It felt like Jose Altuve making some nice plays. Uh, I agree with you about Dusty Baker. Uh, you know, on social media last night, the question was kicking around, okay, is uh, Dusty a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. And I'm with you, Key. Like, I think of Dusty, he was one of the players I grew up uh, rooting for when he was with the Dodgers. 1,962 hits. He's got the 12th most wins of any manager. Uh, you know, this is his 24th season. I, you know, it, obviously, if they win the World Series this year, then that absolutely puts it over the top. But Dusty Baker should be making a speech in Cooperstown sometime in the next few years. Yeah, we got about a minute, Buster. I was going to quiz you on a Dusty Baker trivia, but I'll maybe we'll save that for another time. The Dodgers and the Giants tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio. What should we, we, what should we be watching for 
in this matchup. Tongue twister early in the morning. The nerves of the young pitchers of the Giants and whether or not they manifest. Logan Webb uh, starts for the Giants. Look, he hasn't been on this big stage. Kevin Gossman's not a, a rookie, uh, you know, not necessarily a young pitcher, but it's one of the biggest games he's going to pitch in game two. I really felt like in the time that it covered the Yankees, when they won four championships in five years, the experience became a weapon, and I think that's what the Dodgers have on their side in this series. Yes, the Giants are a remarkable team, 107 wins, but watch to see how these starting pitchers handle a big moment. Buster, great to talk to you, my man. Enjoy the playoffs. All right, Buster. Okay, guys, take care. All right, again, Buster only on the Goodyear hotline. and It's Keyshawn, hey, Jay uh, Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, Key? No, I was going to say, go ahead and do your read. I'll hit you at the, on the back end of it. I'm done. Oh, I was going to say, so when we were young, and I know Buster is a big Dodger guy and, and, and Dusty Baker, so when we were young, the left field pavilions, Dusty played, they would throw bubble gum, like thousands of packages of bubble gum out Count of the left down. field for him to get and postpone the game. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. 